1 Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians 5. Got to preach tonight. Got Leonard here on Sunday night. He needs the word. Second Corinthians five. Revelation chapter four. All three. All three. Revelation chapter four. Second Corinthians five. Jojo, kill it. Second Corinthians. 5, 1 Corinthians 3, Revelation 4. All three of these verse, these passages are connected to the, the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to read 2 Corinthians 5, 10. Are you ready? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may re receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now the context of 2 Corinthians 5 is the church of Corinth. That's the context, which means that's to Christians. Okay? The context of that is not everyone but the church, every one of us that are Christians, that word, you see the phrase judgment seat of Christ? That's referring to the Bema judgment. Bema judgment. It's been a long time since I looked up the, uh, all the things we could say about Bema judgment, so I won't get into that. But he says we must all appear. You ever, you ever heard of having a court appearance? We have a court appearance, don't we? At the, at the beam of judgment. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Notice why. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. Everything we've done, we've done in the body, right? We're going to receive rewards. He said that everyone may re receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done. Then, whether it be good are bad whether you've done good or bad so if you think that because you're Christian and your sins were judged at Calvary that it's smooth sailing all the way nothing to answer for that's not true you will answer at the judgment seat of Christ if you're saved now I did not tell you to go to uh, Revelation 20 verse 12 11 10 11 12 15 but that's the great white throne judgment, and we will not be judged there. If you will remember, I told you, some of you have been taught that there's only a general judgment. And I, I want you to understand that is not true. That is not true at all. It's a half-truth, if it, if it be anything. All of the people other than the church-age Christian will be judged at the great white throne. But you and I will be judged as Christians. All the Christian groups will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. They're not the same thing. We know they're not the same terminology. 
and we know they're not alike in how it works out. What's judged at the judgment seat of Christ, if you notice in that reference, it said you'll receive whether, you, whether it's good or bad. Now, at the great white throne judgment, they're not going to receive whether it's good or bad. If you'll notice there, they're all going to be cast into the lake of fire. Great white throne judgment, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. It's not going to be weighing out their good and their bad. Now, this is not weighing our good and bad, but it's, it's going to be rewarding us what we've done as a Christian, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Now, I'm going to give you the setting of it, and we went into this Wednesday night, and I spent quite some time on Revelation chapter 4. We're not going to do that tonight. But I do think some of you that did not hear that need to at least know where the judgment seat of Christ is placed on the calendar. It's coming up. The next thing on the calendar, if you're a post-millennialist, I don't know where you are on the calendar because there's no calendar. If you interpret and rightly divide the, the Scripture, the next thing on the agenda is the rapture. Now, you don't want to call the word rapture. You just throw that out and forgive me, and we'll call it harpazo, or we'll call it being caught up. Terminology is not important, right? Some people say Missouri. Some people say Missouri. You know, everything's different. But if you look at Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, I need to give you a little history in the Revelation. Chapter 1 is the introduction of the book. Chapter 2 and 3 are the seven churches. Chapter 4, it says this, after this. Oh, we got chronological information here, don't we? After this. Not because of this or not... Now let me go, or, or therefore, it, wasn't, it didn't say therefore, it, did, it said after this. So what do you have going? You've got time running in the book of Revelation. The Revelation has time. You see it? Very important that you read every word of Scripture in it. Sometimes a, only a word gives you an idea of what's going on. So after this, so see that tells you that the seven churches are or church period. After this. It didn't say anything but after this. And then it says, I looked, and behold, a door was opened. All right, who's, who's synonymous with a door? Jesus. Okay, a door was opened in heaven. An open door. We've heard of churches named the church of the open door. And what they're trying to communicate is our door is open. You know, and so a door is open in heaven, and then there's a voice. It's the first voice, and the first voice, first voice, ver, voice, probably indicates there's other voices. Okay, but the first voice, which I heard, was as it were a trumpet. Are you looking for listening for a trumpet? Aren't we? And this trumpet's going to be a very modern trumpet because it, it were as of a trumpet talking with me. The trumpet's going to say, come up hither. Da, 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 come up hither. And so the trumpet talking with me, and what does it say? What did it say? It said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now, John is not only 
receiving this instruction, it is an analogy of end-time events. The next thing we're looking for is the Lord in heaven, the door in heaven, and we're going to be called up, the sound of a trumpet, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive remain shall be called up together with them, the meat in the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Okay. Now, immediately after this, verse 2, and immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven. He's starting to see things. A throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. There's the placement of the judgment seat of Christ. Okay? Chronologically, there's the setting. There's where the judgment seat of Christ. So here's what we have. We're looking for the rapture. Look, by the way, if you're a mid-tribulationist, tribulation's got to begin in chapter 3, doesn't it? It don't, does it? It's after chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 that tribulation is told about. And so the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 10, the placement of it is after the, the come up hither, the rapture, come up hither, after the rapture, and then we are judged. Now, we'll find Old Testament illustrations of the judgment seat of Christ. I'm not going to get into a lot tonight because I promised you a short time. But if you look at 1 Corinthians 3, you'll see a clear picture of the scriptures that teach us about the judgment seat of Christ. And uh, this is a judgment where you receive rewards, whether you've done good or bad. It's a judgment of works. Okay? The great white throne judgment is more of a pronouncement of a sentencing than anything else. People will be sentenced at the great white throne. We will be judged here at the judgment seat of Christ, which is set somewhere before you get to heaven. This, this, this throne is set between here and the third heaven. I told you Wednesday night, you remember Jesus is going to wash our feet? We're living in a world, and Jesus is going to clean us up at the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to settle everything. Have you ever had a family problem with your parents or something, and you need to have a little talk? And was you comfortable because you didn't have a little talk? You'd like to know where you stand? Well, after the judgment seat of Christ, it's all going to be settled, and we know where we stand with the Lord, and everything's going to be handled. And that's the equivalent of a foot washing. You know, we didn't need washed all over, just in the, our feet washed because we walked in this world of wickedness. Then we go into the presence of God, and Jesus presents his bride to the Father. See, that's how we are a bride of Christ. We're presented to the Father, and he looks at us, just like when you marry, you take your bride home. Jesus is going to take the church home and present us before the Father. Uh, most of us at the, at the judgment seat of Christ probably going to have some regrets, aren't we? We'll have some regrets, but thank God we will have rewards. And I do thank God that there are rewards that will not be taken away from us, according to Peter. We have an inheritance that is ours, and nothing will take it away. So our man... Our women will all be judged there at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, let me give you a picture of the, the rapture from the Old Testament. I'll tell you about this one, then we'll get ready to close. Uh, a, remember when Sodom and, destroy, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed? 
Did God wait until halfway through the, the destruction of Sodom and the Gomorrah? Did he do Sodom and then do the Gomorrah and rapture Lot be between the two? If you'll remember, I've been telling you for the last 10 years, you need to be careful of believing what the Bible says, and you need to be sure you know what the Bible teaches. So some people take what it says and, and fail to understand that there's more to it sometimes. You've got to rightly divide the Scripture to know what it teaches. All of the Old Testament illustrations of the, 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 the time of wrath, the tribulation period, will picture God taking the people out before that time. Lot was taken out before judgment came. And you, you and I will be taken out of here before the judgment on the world of the tribulation period begins. So the fire of Sodom and Gomorrah are illustrations of the fire, the fire that will come upon the world, the judgment. That's what fire illustrates in the Bible. It illustrates judgment. It'll come before, uh, after we're taken out. Now, at the judgment seat of Christ, there's going to be crowns, rewards. There's at least five crowns. I'm not going to get into that, but there's five crowns. And so, you know, there's an old song, we will wear a crown. How long are we going to wear that crown, though? Got a question. Anybody know yet? Raise your hand if you know. Not long, are we? We're going to put them crowns at his feet, aren't we? All the honor and glory goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Who is worthy to take the book and open the book and read the book? Well, only one is worthy. The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. We're going to cast our crowns at his feet. That's the song. The, the music group, Casting Crowns, got their idea from that. Okay, that's, that's the message. I want us to bow our heads. I told you I could do that. I want us to bow our heads. How many here tonight, you know if you died today, you'd go to heaven? Would you lift your hand up? Most of us, not all of us. Who would say, preacher, I don't know where I'd, die, where I'd go if I died today. Would you pray for me? Lift your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to come to you. I don't know. Got that hand up. Got that. I don't know where I'd go if I died today. I see that hand. I see that hand. You don't know where you'd go. Anyone else? All right, see that hand. You don't know where you're going to go when you die. Let's make it clear. Would you like to settle that? I'm not coming to you. I'm not going to drag you down the aisle. I'm not going to pick on I'm not going to say anything to anybody about you. But would you like to know? Would you like to come tonight and settle it and trust Jesus Christ? Just lay it down at his feet and say, Lord, my eternity is based on you. I trust in you to take me to heaven. Anybody like to come and do that? You just come right here to the altar if you'd like to do that. If you'd like to know where you're going to go, you come right now. Come here or come up front look at me and say, Preacher, I'd like to know. I'm going to invite you to come if you'd like, and I'm not going to pressure you. I'm just giving you the opportunity. It's all about six hands. Anybody want to settle it tonight? Make sure you're going to heaven. Anybody else? Come on up here. Amen. Amen. Going to settle it. Make sure. Stay up here now. Come on right here beside me. Kenny Jones, come on up here. Anybody else want to come tonight? 
and trust Jesus as their Savior. You want to know you're safe. Anybody? You're just going to make sure, even if you're not sure, you come. Anybody else? Can y'all go on over there? Go on that room. Anybody else? You want to make sure? You want to settle it tonight and be saved? If, if you're not, you can be saved tonight. God will work tonight, and he'll give you assurance of your salvation if you'll come. Come on, Peg, you can go help the little girl. Anybody? Anybody else want to come? Can't go in that room there? Can you? Can't go in that room? Run, run them off. This is, more, this is more important business. I don't care what kind of business it is. Anybody else? Some preacher said, get out of that room. Might be my last call but as a pastor here. Anybody else? All right, let's all stand. We'll have a word of prayer.